everybody, it's your boy Rail back with another review, man. I got a question for you. Are you jonesing for more House of the Dragon? Did it just break your heart? Are you sitting there depressed that maybe 2024 is when you'll get your Game of Thrones? I understand. And I'm here for you. However, I can't quite do House of the Dragon because there's nothing to watch. But what I can do is... Go back like I've done and enjoy more of this Game of Thrones. And with that, this is Game of Thrones Season 2, Episode 6, The Review. Alright, so just go back in time. There's nothing wrong. The rewatchability on Game of Thrones is through the roof. Salute to Discord gang. Salute to all those listening on Apple and Spotify podcasts. And of course you, the viewer. That's right, YouTube viewer. I got some other things I want to work on, too, but I'm not going to talk about it. I got to catch up, all right? I got to catch up. There's been threats on me, so let's get this thing done. Now, episode six is like flirting, fucking, and flying heads this episode. Oh, yeah. Episode six cranked up a notch. It was quite spicy. I got to say, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this episode a lot. Usually, these past few episodes, the bulk of it, like the real, the primary things happening, has been happening at King's Landing. And usually I save that one for last. But oh no. Oh no. This one is just, this particular episode in King's Landing, I got to start with first. Holy shit. So there is... Unrest in the streets of um, King's Landing, right? The people have had enough. Now, there were several different things that happened in King's Landing, and I'm a super fan of them all. I'm talking about good laughs. I enjoyed these people in King's Landing to a very high degree. First, first and foremost, before the whole thing kicked off, Cersei. Oh, now... If you thought you knew Cersei's coldness, her aloofness, her disregard for people, her callousness, you didn't really know. I mean, be honest. She is, you know, mentally torturing Sansa, sure, but testing her, testing her resolve, I would say. She knows that Joffrey's a little monster out of her control, so she's really dealing with what she can. Let's be real. And the beheading of Ned wasn't her decision. I think we forget that. Cersei has yet to do anything really nefarious. She really was protecting her own ass at the end of the day. Like, if you just take the biasness out of it, I mean, okay. She didn't even push Bran out the window. Okay, she did do some snake shit, but she had to cover her own ass, right? Her lover, brother, did that. And what what what's she gonna do? Give him up like, oh, Jamie pushed her son. You should he should meet the gallows. That's not gonna happen. On no level. You wouldn't do it. So far, Cersei has acted in a way many of us would put in her situation. Like, let's keep it a buck. I mean, really look at it. Outside of the little outside of the Sansa torture. We probably omit that part. Probably have nothing to do with that. 
Everything else, though, probably a go. Like, you got to be real with yourself. But this particular scene between her and Tyrion, oh, my God. I, you felt it. You felt the real Cersei right here. So her daughter is being sent off to Dorne, right, to be married or to be courted, to be married at a later date, right? Either way, she's a young girl leaving her family, leaving the only thing she knows, going off to a strange land with strange people. And it is what it is. Now, Tyrion, he did both a tactical move by doing this, uh, aligning themselves with Dorne, because Dorne's the last people they need to be claiming king of the something, right? Dorne is, is quiet on all these. Everybody's a king, except there's no king of Dorne, right? And Tyrion would like to keep it that way. And he would like to see them as allies. They're going to need some help. There's a lot of people vying for the throne. Like, the guns are all are, are all out cocked and pointed at King's Landing, which is the Lannisters, right? Now, he wants to keep his niece safe as well. So he feels like this is a good move. And any logical thinking person goes, yeah, Tyrion. You're protecting your niece. You're creating some alliances. She's not going off to her death. She's not, you know, and I'm pretty sure he vetted to make sure the guy isn't a complete piece of shit. I'm going to assume that Tyrion is not just, you know, completely just screwing over his niece. But Cersei doesn't quite see it that way. Her daughter's leaving her. She's heartbroken as any mother would be. But the the scene where Cersei is watching her daughter leave, and instead of crying, boo-hooing, like her daughter is, she is staring straight ahead and saying to Tyrion, I pray to all the gods, any of them, that you find love. And I'm not talking about no regular-ass love, no puppy love. I'm talking about if this person leaves me, I'll die type love, like, Real toxic uh, ownership love. Like you you feel like you can't breathe without this person. I pray that you find this love. And you experience it to its fullest. And you are at your happiest enjoying this love. Before I fucking take her from you. I said, oh shit. You know the hate the despise like the th- that is terrifying there was no yelling man anytime people when people yell never move me yelling doesn't do it for me that's a lot of barking we see it all the time dogs do it all the time behind the fence they the loudest motherfuckers you open the gate quiet tails wagging they just want to get their licks off right they just want some attention that's all barking is that's what yelling is. But that real subtle, just calm, I'm just speaking to you right now, just so that you understand what it is I'm telling you. That there, that there is a legit threat. No, not a threat. That's a fucking <laughs> to be cashed in later promise. <laughs> like, that's an I owe you. And and you're going to get it. I said, God damn. That was, I was like, wow. 
Now, this is the Cersei people had grew to hate. This is this is the pettiness. This is an all-time, like, she wants to hurt Tyrion badly. And when Tyrion heard that, the his face, when he looked at her, he just turned and it was, it was just, his face was so, I don't know. It wasn't real anger there. It was like anger, confusion, annoyedness. And he didn't even have a witty comeback. He was just like, fuck, this lady hates me. Like, imagine, put your face. Just, I, I can't see you. Okay, just turn to the mirror. And I want you to look in the mirror and go, fuck, this person hates me. And tell me the face you come up with. I think that's the Tyrion. I think if you say that to yourself in the mirror and you're taking a look at yourself, you're going, holy shit, that's the fuck this person hates me face. And how do you feel about that? How you take that? Who knows? It's all over the map. Okay? So I was like, excellent scene. Oh, loved it. I died laughing. I'm not going to lie. Because it was so real and so terrifying. And the hate was so at a boiling point. I'm like, ooh, yes. Yeah, this is what real is here for. Right? Also, right after that, and and Joffrey's talking about how princes don't cry, and Sansa opened her dumbass mouth to say, hey, so you cried once. Okay, I'm just saying, I don't want no problems. Maybe it's normal for people to cry when they lose a loved one. I don't know. And then Joffrey's quick response is, was your brother a prince? Oh, no, I don't think so. How the fuck can we relate? It was... I don't know. He was right. I get... When people are right, they're right. Whatever Joffrey's ideals are, whatever his thing is, his compass of how a prince or a king should be, by his definition, princes don't cry. They don't do that. So if that's if that's his if that's his bottom line, and you start relating to him about all these other people that shed tears, and ain't none of them princes, you're not arguing his point. So he treated her life. I, I it is what it is. And by his definition, he was right. By Sansa's human being, somebody with feelings, thoughts emotions she is 1000 percent correct but she's talking to a monster and i thought that was just the the mother son monster duo that you got in all that one scene whoa followed up by him marching off right now it's time for everybody to get back home we didn't say our goodbyes to the niece to the daughter to the sister to the little princess she's gone now it's time for us to take our little noble stroll. And then we hear the commoners yelling, Hey, all hail the king. All hail the king. Long live Joffrey. Very sarcastically. You know, but Tyrion is feeling the vibe, and then all of a sudden some cow shit hits Joffrey right in the face. And I said, yes. Oh, that's so satisfying. Anytime something bad happens to Joffrey, I'm pro it. Like... I don't enjoy cow shit. I haven't come across it often. Smelt it maybe once or twice in my life, possibly. I can't say that I have a, a, a hate for it. I definitely don't want anyone near me. I can tell you that much. 
excrement of any kind, you know. But yes, I'm a fan of cow shit for this particular episode. And I'm a fan of fucking Nolan Ryan. Where the, where he threw that? Now, to my, to my understanding, I haven't seen one sport outside of jousting being played. But whoever threw that should have should be given a contract needs to go actually should get signed by the Yankees their pitching is horrible shit should come to maybe who's got a trash ass quarterback maybe the 49ers any San Francisco fans out there Jimmy G ain't it okay get that peasant out there he's fucking he's got the ball on the string he's got the cow shit on the line out there so boot bopped him right in the face Joffrey's upset and the people are yelling, cheering that he got hit by cow shit. They screaming about food. They hungry, right? They're they're starving and they're mad at him and he's brought war to them. He's pissed. Okay. And then as they start getting rowdy, Joffrey utters the greatest words probably ever of King's Landing. Kill them all. (laughs) Kill them all. All I want them to be all dead. Everybody. Everybody. Every fucking citizen that you can lay an eye on. Simba, when you look out there, we own every we protect everything the sun touches. That hey Hound, Lord Commander. Everything the sun is to every human the sun is touching. I want dead. I want them murdered said by Joffrey. And I was in tears. That's hilarious that your reaction is instantly kill everybody. And as soon as he screamed that, it was up and it was stuck. Now Tyrion is like, holy shit. Sent the little prince back. He's like, everybody gets to the keep. He's looking around. Motherfuckers is happening. He's trying to protect himself. And uh, people was putting in work. All right? The people are whooping ass a few king's guards then went down some noblemen some noble ladies it looked bad it was bad out there for them the people riled up and they and because they're attacking people with no weapons they fucking the dude the fat guy that was on the beach saying his little goodbyes or whatever that was looks like the spice trader from karth the like the low budget version they tackled that man like a group of hyenas and one raised up his arm do you know what kind of incredible strength it is for people to rip off ligaments from a person without the help of a tool no and they're hungry i said where are they getting the protein to rip the fat body parts off. Not it's not like a thin person. This isn't a frail. This is a chunky motherfucker. Like this dude ain't seen uh some ale, some fucking uh a hog's head that he didn't like. Motherfucker was smashing. And they ripped his ass apart. I said, holy shit. It is up in King's Landing. Meanwhile, Joffrey screaming, kill them all. And we see we see Sansa getting lost in the mix. And Tyrion's looking for it, like, holy shit. We, okay, he's like, okay, I see that one, I see that one. Where the fuck is Sansa? Now the whole shit dies down, right? 
into my next favorite scene. Tyrion is going, hey, you, Lord Commander, go find Sansa. Go get Lady Stark right now. Go grab her. We need her brought back. And Joffrey's like, fuck her. No. But we're not doing that. He do- he moves when I say move. Now Tyrion's pissed. You know what happens if she dies? You don't get... Jo- and he's slapping the shit out of... T- he, she, he's slapping the shit out of... You get took to a king like that. Boom. Yes, I am. Oh, I slapped one. I slapped one too. Hey, did my hand fall off? No. I'm talking about bitching Joffrey up. He had enough. Just... <laughs> I said, yes, Tyrion. Yes. Okay. And so nobody's moving to go get her. And it's looking bad for Sansa. I don't. Y'all keep forgetting what this girl went through. Can you imagine the fear she had? Four or five dudes. Grown ass men. Dirty as human. Like, like they've been playing in mud. That's what all them people look like. They've been just. They ain't seen water. I said, okay, you're hungry for food, but is there water? Can somebody wash a goddamn face? Where do they bathe? So, they after her. Corner her, and the first thing, this is what I, you know, I don't understand. You start a riot because you're hungry. There's about to be a war. You're not signed up for it. You're pissed. I understand attacking and killing the noble people. I get it. I get it. They got the money. They got food. You're mad at them because they're not giving you money and or food. So you're ready to fuck them up. I don't know when it is like rape and like Westeros is like top of the list. They like the booty warrior. You remember the booty warrior? Yeah, the booty warrior. Say he, food, water cannot compare to some booty. And that's how the people of like King's Landing is, like Westeros. Like the first thing they first thing they want to do is not kidnap her, hold her for ransom. She might be worth something. Hell, not even smash her head in just because she's got a dress that costs more than anything I got. It's I, we're going to rape this girl. Like that's thing one. And I'm like, yo. But the hound came through in spectacular fashion as we're all gasping, like, oh please God, don't let this happen. She don't deserve this. Oh, this girl's having such a rough life. He comes through, gets little bird after I'm like disemboweling niggas. Like, and that's the best way to see potential rapists die. Like, that's how I want to see it done. Every time, if possible. Every time. Even right now. I'll take it. Disemboweled, slit throats, fucking people up. I'm pro that. So the hound is on that type of time. Rescues her. Tyrion tries to thank him. Calls him by his government name. He said, I ain't do it for you. And we see the hound is furious. He's he he hates Joffrey. He truly does. Could care less about Tyrion. But he got something for that Sansa. He feels for that girl. As you should. As y'all all should. Do not forget this girl's story, right? I keep trying to document it. Because you're... I know a lot of people will come to hate her later on, but you gotta goddamn see how the Sansa you hate became that person. Like, look at her situation. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna talk about all that. But, so that's King's Landing, right? Uh, Just a, a complete shit show, if I must say so. Now, 
Let's see. Oh, Theon. Oh, let's go to Winterfell. Oh, you little the. There is a group of people who are Theon Greyjoy sympathizers. I think they're in my Discord. Please show yourself. If you felt bad for Theon, if you was like, oh, I don't know if that should have happened to him, like, you got to understand Theon's story. If you're that person, come out right now. Because I'm about to kill Theon in this episode. And I want to put names to the people who is fucking supporting this piece of shit. Like, we keep forgetting. That's why I love going back. That's why I love the rewatch. Because you get so caught up in the present, you forget the past. You forget that Theon Greyjoy comes in, takes the takes Winterfell, goes into Bran. Bran, I love the little lord. This is the brand I like. When he becomes Third Eye Raven, I can't fucking stand him. Can't stand him at all. But this this brand, I'm a fan of this brand. This is a this is a good Stark on my Stark list, right? Him and Arya, that's the good Starks. Now, as Theon is telling him, like, yes, no, you will, okay? You will say this is mine and I've won, okay? No, don't fight me on this because then people are going to have to get hurt. Okay, I'm going to have to hurt the people. I can't hurt you, but I will hurt them. And these are your people. All right? And Bran asked him a very real question. Did you hate us this whole time? Like, that's all I want to know. This whole entire time you hated us. Then I couldn't face that type of question and that real shit. Because you got to face it now. Like, And this is at the smallest level. You just fucked over Rob. You did. And now you're looking at his little brother who you saved out in the woods. And you grew up, you raised practically, probably, right? You were a big bro, too. Look at you. Did you hate us the whole time, bro? Wow. Then he comes out there, and in com- and then he's screaming about how I'm Prince Greyjoy, okay? This is what he loves to do. I'm Prince Greyjoy. You're going to call me that. Anybody that doesn't call me that, I'm going to fuck them up, all right? I'm looking around. I'm Prince Greyjoy, and I'm the new Lord of Winterfell. Okay, it's mine now. And the people weren't having it. He was like, oh, fuck you, Theon Greyjoy, you piece of shit. You ain't. <laughs> I was like, salute to that man. Hey, no, bigger salute to his wife. Because after he got after he got socked up, his wife came and scooped and took him right to the left. All right, fam, you done got your rocks off. You done cussed Theon out. I'm not finna let you die. Because who finna tend to this to this farm and these other kids and these these cattle like i'm not finna let you die here maybe later all right but we ain't got the finances straight so now in walks sir roderick right oh we got got to salute sir roderick right he stayed 10 toes down to his shit and we got to give him props man he was the most maybe fashion forward person in westeros history the first ambitious man to, to look at his hair and his beard and said, why are they separated? Why? I like my hair, okay, but I also enjoy my beard. There's two, there's a thing that's separating them. Why? You know what? What if I fucking connected them? What if I just said, fuck it, I'm going to do the hair-beard combo. Double- and I'm going to shoe, shoe, shoelace tie that motherfucker under the chin. 
So Roderick was ahead of his time. It was, I've never seen anybody with that with that hair beard combo. Nobody. And I've seen some things. We've seen your dubsies with the braided up beards. That's child's play. Hell, I've seen what was that? That bones with Snoop Dogg as a vampire. I've seen a motherfucker with his braids braided to the front with the baby tips up here. Oh, it was a mess. I've seen Zach from the Black Power Rangers, the black dude from the Power Rangers, right? The OG Zach, who was absent a hairline. Like the mother, it was round. It was like a McDonald's arch. It was like it looked like McDowell's. They got the golden arches. I got the golden arcs. Right? Fucking, he had a McDowell's ass lining. But all and still cannot compare to Sir Roderick's one of these. Like, he bust this out on him. This hit different. Uh, Sir Roderick deserves something just for this shit here. What? But yeah. I think the only person you could compare him to was maybe Abraham Lincoln. Like, I knew there was top hats, but, like, Lincoln had the extendo top hat. Like, his hot, his top hat wasn't, wasn't the same. This motherfucker, I've seen him. I've seen the pictures. And this nigga's top hat was by far toppiest. <laughs> it was the toppiest of all top hats. <laughs> Lincoln was a wild nigga, man. And just like any fashion forward person in history who was daring enough to live outside the box when it comes to fashion, hairstyles, and whatnot, they get assassinated. So in this, look at your boy Theon, okay? Sure, Roderick is talking shit. Sure, he doesn't acknowledge him as the the new lord of Winterfell. Okay, it's still brand new. He hasn't processed it. And he's talking shit, but he did spit in his face. Oh, yeah. He's spitting his face. And now his first mate looked at Greyjoy like, oh, no. Now everybody's like, oh, shit. He done fucked up. He's like, oh, you got to kill him now. Now Bran screaming, no, don't kill him, you did it. And then the Meister comes over and says, Maester comes over and says, hey, look, dude is more valuable to you alive. All right, you can negotiate with this. With the, don't don't just go off and killing people. And here come the first mate, hey, man, as long as he draw breath, he ain't going to respect you. Now, this is what y'all going to tell me, right? Let me take up for you Theon people. What you're going to say is, is the first mate was right. Yeah, because... This dude disrespected Theon. He put him in an impossible situation, went so far as to spit in his face. And yes, he's already having a hard time trying to take control of something. If he let this dude live, nobody's going to respect him. So he had to do it, real. Is that your argument? Hmm? Huh? To the jury? Is that your argument? Are you done? Tell me I got it right. If it's different, let me know. But I'm pretty sure that's what you're thinking, right? Oh, yeah, Rail's in there. You're like, where the fuck is Rail? How does he do this? I'm watching him, I listen to him, but I feel like he's in my brain. Yeah, I'm there. I'm fucking... Come on, man. I know your argument. Mike, can I have a second to go destroy that? Let me tell you something. No, he had other choices. Because guess what he did? Theon has still failed the mission. The first mate's first thing telling him was... Greyjoys, people of the Iron Islands, take what they want. They do what they want. That's who they are. So that means Theon must make a decision that is his. 
and stand by it, live by it, not to be influenced by nobody else, to show that he is a leader. He lost a great opportunity to show leadership. You got one dude begging for mercy, understandable. You got one dude, your first mate, you just met this motherfucker, asking for dude's death. You know what you could do if you didn't want to kill Roderick? But you didn't want to look pussy? You know what you could have did? I don't know, maybe you say, hey, nobody talked to me. I'm handling this my fucking way. I'm Prince Greyjoy. I'm the Iron Islands, and I take what I want. And you know what I want to take? I want to take his tongue, his teeth. Hell, give me his hand. He could have pieced Sir Roderick apart. And you know what that would have did? It would have had everybody terrified of thinking, holy shit, you see how he grabbed that dude's tongue and took it? You see how he chopped off his hand? You see he pulled his fucking teeth out? This motherfucker finna be gumming. Gumming bread and shit. Gumming on the fifth for the rest of his life. You don't spit on no thing. You don't spit on Prince Theon. That's how you, and you would have gained the respect because his boys would have been like, oh shit, I just wanted you to kill him. You fucking him up for real. But guess what you did? You showed mercy by letting him keep his life. So you appeased one side, good thing of a ruler, and you satisfied a bloodthirsty motherfucker in your crew and still got to be the man and earned your respect right there. You not listening to one person just to listen to another person. What is that? That's not the Iron Islands way. You know, you think your sister would listen to the first mate or fucking what's his name? No, your sister would have been like, ha I got some plans for him. Let's go. She know because she knows what she's doing, fam. So Theon fucked up yet again, right? He proceeds to chop off Sir Roderick's head. Oh, was it a gruesome one? Because he was, wasn't was strong enough to get it done like Ned. Ned was clean with his beheadings. Ned did it quite often, clearly. I'm talking about, what was it, season one? Took some dude's head off easily. It was like knife through butter. Oh, done. Theon, though? <laughs> Hack. He was Hacksaw Jim Duggins. Hack. Hack. And then he got it, I guess he must have got to the last little piece, and he had to fucking front door kick his head off the off his shit. I said, oh my god, and I ain't gonna lie, that was pretty cool. It was fucked up, yeah, I get it. But I ain't never seen a motherfucker hack a dude's head and then front kick it to the, to the, to the roll. Now, and what I noticed is, in House of the Dragon, they would have showed all of the hacking. See how they panned away on Game of Thrones? And that's where I think House of the Dragon got them beat. When it comes to gore and some cringy, uncomfortable shit, House of the Dragon is 100% signed up for it. They, they're going to do it. Game of Thrones is going to try to add a little taste. They say, oh, we let you see the first slice. We ain't going to let you see the other two. That's just dark. But then we're going to kick his head off and then see that roll. So we're back. We're back again. They ain't even notice. So I said, shit. And now Theon. Oh, you're Theon sympathizer. Now he's with the with the chick. She comes in. She wants a spear. He's like, you think, bitch, you think I'm dumb? Give you a spear so he can murder me? Ha! Huh. I think not. So then her second plan is, oh, it's Theon we're talking about. He's been trying to smash me since I first came here. Unshowered. Right out the woods. He don't know where the fuck I've been. I know what he wants. And I gotta say, I was conflicted. I was conflicted when she took her clothes off. I I don't know. I don't know. I was like, her face? 
she looks like like a fucking demon. Like she looks like the female version of little Nikki, like Adam Sandler. Like she's got this thing going on, but her body was like I don't know. It was I was like ooh, but then her face I was like oh, <laughs> sorry. That was my, I was a ooh, ah, oh, I don't know. Come on, fellas, ladies, come on, man, please, step up. Who's, who's, who's doing it? Who's pulling up the yarn? Come on, let's be real. Yet sure, she looks like motherfucking, with that hair too, like, oh my God, I'm trying to see what she looks like. I had it, I had it in my head, like I had it, I can't, but yeah, the creepiness of her. Oh, it was nothing, nothing up there, but everything down below, you know, I just kept hearing Kevin Gates song, but she's super thin, I'm just thinking with my dick, mm. my shit dumb, like, that's all I, I was like, yeah, that's what I was, I don't know, I think I would though, I, I know I ain't shit, I know, but you ain't either, you would too, getting them comments and lie, I dare you to lie. Tell me you're not going. Now, Theon should have known better, but that's only that's his only member he goes by. And then by her doing that, what I don't understand is, now help me out with this. We've seen her pull this move, right? And she snuck Bran, Hordor, and Bran's brother. We I never know that kid's name. Who gives a shit? He comes and he goes, and no, I don't even know if he's alive, if he was one of the burnt kids, and like two more of them, I don't fucking know. I don't keep up with the Stark, the un, the, the meaning of the Starks. Y'all can help me out, book people. But, so she does this, gets them outside, only to be stopped by another guard. And she pulls the same move, aggressively kissing. I definitely don't think I'm signing up for that. But if I had to, don't ask me these difficult questions. And murdered him. I couldn't, I was sitting there, as soon as she murdered him, I was sitting there thinking like, why the fuck she didn't just kill Theon? Like, why did she just fuck him to sleep and sneak out? Like, this seems like prime throat slicing hours. Like, okay, I'm about to sleep with dude, slit his throat, get the kids up out of him. Oh, another dude. Flash the breastuses and then slash the throat. That, uh, I don't understand. No more Theon. So I was racking my brain. I'm like, did she feel like if she killed him that more people would be aggressively looking for her? Or, and if she let him, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why she did that. But yeah, so the kids escaped. So Theon lost his most valuable uh, commodities in those children. They just dipped. And now on to Rob Snow. Oh, we got some Rob Snow action. Oh, yeah. And he got some action. What was the girl's name? Can't think of her name. It was something long and beautiful, just like she is, just beautiful. And he's flirting. They talking about ladies and this, and then here comes Catelyn Stark with the just the mama smile. I ain't gonna lie, Catelyn, she's a mom. She came through like, oh look at this lady. Oh, she's fine, baby. She kept looking at the girl, looking at Rob. Oh yeah, she's fine. I see what you. Oh, I see what you're doing. I see. And you are, oh, I don't know that last name. Oh, and she's foreign. Okay, Robbie. That's how Kayla's, okay, Robbie. And, and he's just looking embarrassed like, ah, oh, God, mom. But then after she dips, she take, she has that real conversation with like, look, I'm sorry. Okay, that you had to take up for your father. You had to do all this, but you're betrothed, bro. 
you can't do this. And you cannot break that promise. If there's one promise you got to keep, it's to that dusty, dirty motherfucker there. And Rob claims he understands. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just looking. There's nothing wrong with looking. I can look and don't touch. Just more foreshadowing. And then they get the news that Theon took Winterfell. Now, this is also one of my favorite scenes. Because when... Catelyn hears it. She says, I told you you can't trust a Greyjoy, right? And Rob is just confused. And he's like, but why would he do that? And dude pops up like, because Greyjoys are lying pieces of shit. They're they're fucking... He said something else. They're fucking scum, cunt, lying pieces of shit. Some shit. He said, he gave a list and I died laughing. I said, well, there goes your answer. I think he was looking for something maybe strategic, not just that they're piece of shit asshole fuck fuck faces people that that this is what they do. I think he was thinking more so like why switch up now? Like what is to gain? I think he was look I think Rob was looking for more understanding and it just wasn't coming. Now he's ready to march back, go get them, but but he's letting them know like hey, you came too far, you march up north, this shit is over. You got too much ground. We got to see it through. And, but he steps up and said, hey, look, my son has been dying to get into action, right? He would love nothing more than to take back Winterfell with a couple hundred dudes. I heard they got a skeleton crew, so we got this. And this is what I don't understand, right? So I'm like, okay, that's a good plan. And he's like, oh, but bring him alive to me. That's what I want. I'm like, okay. He wants to have that conversation. My thing is... What was Theon's plan? He does have a skeleton crew. There could be an opportunity where they send a couple hundred people your way. You ain't got no couple hundred. Well, from what I saw. So, you're holding this town down. They'll be here. Is he thinking that these people are not going to attack? Is he thinking that Brandon them is going to save his ass? Like, they can't attack me as long as I got fit. Like, I don't... Were they to claim the castle? Like, did they think they was going to hold it forever? Like, what was Theon's plan? I thought it was to rape and pillage, do that, maybe stay a night. Sure, you can get a night off. But you take as much shit from Winterfell as you can. Because you know where all the good shit is. And it's a successful mission. Maybe even try to spread them out by pretending that you were still there. Sending ravens saying, hey, I got it, like you did. And just leaving immediately after and killing all the ravens or some shit. I don't understand his plan to wait there and get fucked up. But that's y'all boy, Theon. So I don't understand. But now we're looking forward to see who his A, who his son is, and just how bad he's finna fuck up Theon when we get there. That's what we waiting on. Now, um Jon Snow is in the snow. Alright, they found their first little wildlings. They did a pretty easy attack. Of course, John would get the one chick out the group. And John is too noble. He ain't killing no woman. That's not how he gives it up. But uh, somehow the people was like, well, you take care of her. We're going to head up to the mountain and meet us up there later. And I'm like, that didn't make no sense either. I'd have been like, okay, well, you about to kill her? Like, okay. I think we got 10 minutes. Like, how long is this process of killing her should take? It's a stab, right? When he says, no, I got this. I'd have been like, okay. And then I sat back with my arms folded and was like, go ahead, John. Let's get to killing. Get the killing to commencing. But no, these geniuses decide not that maybe he won't go through with it, 
and maybe his noble ass let her go free just so she could go tell their location and then get them all fucked over. And we find out that, that him, he's a dangerous dude. And all the wildlings can't wait to get at his ass. So I'm like, oh, he's been killing quite a few wildlings in his day. So we got some information on him with that. But then, of course, he can't kill her. Then they start walking. She runs away because, you know, John's dumb. But he does a nice move down the mountain where he cuts her off, takes her down, fucking super hog ties her, turns into like a wrap sausage. And so now they're getting close. Right, Egret is not afraid of death. I got to give her that. Shorty is real. She was ready for her head to be cut off. I was like, damn, another one. DJ Khaled voice. She was ready. She even moved her fucking hoodie like, let's get this on with it. And then when he finally called and pulled the dagger, she like, come on, fam. You ain't going to kill me, so just cut the bullshit. And then I think she, I don't know. She definitely liked John. She liked John. I was going to say, maybe she was kind of flirting with him to like, okay, well, if he ain't going to kill me, maybe I could, you know, work my charms. I think she genuinely likes him, though. And Rob was uncomfortable, and I see her. She was doing a little little ass move. Oh, my God. Oh, I miss those days. Oh, those are special days. When you ain't, you know what I'm saying, when lady friend might stay over for the first night. And you're a gentleman, right? And she's like, oh, I'm just going to sleep on this one. You're like, oh, it's all good. And you hoping in your head, like, oh, I want to do it. I want to touch her. But nope, 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 nope. Nope. Okay, I don't want to be a creep. I'm just going to sit here and fake go to sleep for hours until I actually fall asleep. All right, come on, fellas, stay with me. You know you've been here. The first time y'all done date, oh, y'all been going out, boom. Now she done, you know, got tired, don't feel like driving home. And she's like, oh, it's cool if I crash here. You like, yep. All right, she get on in that bed, and then it seemed like she want to do a little cuddle. You're like, oh, okay, I'm going to cuddle. Okay, but I ain't going to touch nothing. All right, I'm going I'm to I'm be a gentleman. And you're going to wait for that cue. And then she pulls the egret. Oh, that little rotation move. Right, and you let it slide because you're like, oh, this is a, wait, did she, is she just readjusting? And she does the wiggle again. You go, oh, oh wait a minute now. Well, one wiggle is an adjustment. Two wiggles, you trying to tell me something. Oh, the third egret wiggle? Mm, we own something now, buddy. It's like, well, let me test these waters. God! Good old days. Oh, yeah. Oh. Your girl, your lady don't do that to you no more. Now y'all in relationships and shit, it doesn't happen. It's just, oh, let's get this thing over with. You got 15 minutes. <laughs> no more, no more egret wiggles. It's over. But yeah, man, John's all uncomfortable. It's a cute scene. Yeah, I think we all know that, you know, those two, we ain't seen John with a lady, so this is it. And of course he'd choose a wildling, you know, north of the wall. Of course this would be his first lady interaction. And then uh, my girl Danny and Karth. I mean, what is there? She dubbed uh, Zara on the, on the, um, the, the wedding proposal. Went to the Fat Spice King. He said, oh, yeah, you're going to pay me three times, huh? You got some ships? I mean, you got you got some allies? You got some warriors? What the fuck you got? Um, no, bad investment. I could not help but agree with him. He was right on all fronts. And then just saying that 
Well, I mean, we know that what she dreams comes true. And you know what? I think I missed that line. And now I'm going to be watching closer. That whole Danny, when Danny said, when I dream something, it comes true. I'm going to, like, watch further into that. I'm going to see if she, if they show a dream, if they, if she talks about her dream, another dream she had with somebody. I'm going to follow this theory. Because she stamped it like that. And I'm, so I was like, oh, this is, this seems important. Like, she just threw that line out there. And she was like, I ain't no regular woman. I said, that's fair enough. Fair enough. But, uh, so she's just on the mission looking for a ship. Uh, her and Zara had an unsuccessful mission. And, and, and salute to Zara. Because, I mean, she turned you down. And you like, I ain't giving you shit. I give you everything if you marry me. If not, I'll help. I'll help put you in these rooms with these dudes that might give you something. So... Cause I fuck with you, so that's how that's how I'm giving it up. So Zara's playing it perfect. Come back, hella Dothrakis I did, hella workers, and the dragons I'm missing. Headed to a tall tower, and they screaming for mommy. So, I mean, damn, damn, Danny. But yeah, man, that was my uh, Sons of Arky episode six review. Sorry, this one a little bit long. But damn, it was a good episode. All right, make sure you get in them comments, man. I want to see your thoughts on the many questions I've asked because already I've forgotten. But there should be another one of these dropping sometime this week. Lou, so leave me the hell alone. You got your Game of Thrones. All right, protect your health, yourself, your wealth, man. Your boy Rell is out of here. Peace. Yo, I know I don't need no introduction, but y'all know who it is, man. It's your boy, Hollywood Rail, And I appreciate you for sliding through and watching these videos. But you know what I need from you? All right, if you ain't already, I need you to like this and subscribe this, man. We at 1,000 trying to get to two, all right? Push it for your boy. Get them algorithms up. So when it comes to that subscribe button...